Welcome to the Allured Life Podcast. My name is Katie Christ, and in 2016, I wrote down in a journal that I was going to become unapologetically my best self. And my purpose is to help women do the same, whether that's overcoming body image issues, creating next level inner confidence, or up-leveling our emotional intelligence and sense of worth. I believe that by investing in and developing who we are, we can exponentially transform the world we live in. My mission is to create power and influence in the hands of women. These are conversations for those ready to rise. This is the Allured Life Podcast. <laughs> Let's go all in. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Allured Life Podcast. Uh, so this week, what we're going to be talking about is continuing this whole conversation about the unsexy work, the unsexy work of really growing into and becoming the best version of you. I, I talked about her becoming her becoming you are the one, becoming this alpha female, this goddess version of you, this, this queen version of you, this fiercely feminine version of you. There is a lot of unsexy work that comes from this, the unsexiness. And so I, wa I actually got this, this term from um, Amy Elizabeth. Amy Elizabeth from Aligned by Design. Uh, she talks about doing the unsexy work to align to the life of your dreams. And she talked about this process of alignment that I really, really loved because this is kind of the whole process of the unsexy work. And it's, we hear something, then we learn something, and then we realize something, and then we build awareness into our lives. And then from there, we integrate the changes that we kind of go through figuring out, okay, what doesn't feel good? And we take stock of those things that don't feel good and we drop them, the things that feel misaligned in our bodies, in our lives, and in the way that we act. And then we start to integrate and start to bring in the things that do feel good in a process of change. And then from there, we then embody and land in, into a new level of identity within us that feels aligned. And then because we're from, we're embodied into this new identity, this new version of us, then we hear something, we learn something, we realize something, we build awareness into our lives, we then integrate the changes that don't feel good, and then we integrate the feelings that do feel good, and then we're in a new space. And then it happens again, and then it happens again, and then it happens again, and again, and again. And this is where it's growth and evolution over a lifetime. Alignment is a lifelong process. This need and this desire of, of wanting to be at the mountaintop and say like, I am here, I am fixed, I am changed, I am the one will never really happen. <laughs> um, and this is something that I am very much as a coach and also coaching myself and, and really leading myself, stepping into radical self-responsibility. I have been slapped in the face with this quite, quite often because <laughs> I didn't like it. I was like, oh, I just did this work to like uncover this one part about me that didn't feel good. And I thought I got over it, but then I got on a new scenario that brought up the same beliefs or a little bit, just a different version of it. Just a little bit like 45 degree shift of what I thought that I, I aligned to or what I figured out. Oh, and then now I'm back. And it almost feels like it's like this stop and go, stop and go, stop and go momentum. But in actuality, we're just leveling up. We're leveling up, we're leveling up. And if if we just know that this is the process, that there 
is unsexy work and becoming magnetic and becoming confident and becoming the greatest version of you, there's unsexy work that will continually happen. And to be okay with that and to really lead from a place of forgiveness first and also lead from a place of radical responsibility. Radical responsibility and a place of for me, for you, for us. Radical responsibility and a place of for me, for you, for us. So what does that mean? Uh, I When I started into the coaching industry and into the coaching world, it started off with body image. It started off with weight loss. It started off with then kind of going into confidence, into self-worth. And never did I realize or recognize or feel like I would ever go into talking about relationships. <laughs> talking about relationships with a partner, with a male partner, actually. So for me, it's I am married to my husband, Ryan. Uh, but the more and more deeper that I go into this work and really go into a sense of complete confidence in who I am and my own capability, the more that I'm just seeing so, so clearly the connection, the connection that my relationship with Ryan and how I show up in that has with the connection of my relationship with my own self-worth, my the way that I take care of myself, the way that I care for me and love on my body and love on me. There is such a really actual beautiful, jarring sometimes relationship of the way that I love myself, that I love my body, that I love my energetics, that I inherently love who I am really does correlate with how I love Ryan, how I let him love me, how I show up for him, how I give to him and how I allow myself to receive from him quite often. I never knew or even thought about this deep, deep, deep connection of, I want to lose weight to, is there's, there is a direct link to, I want to have the best relationship with Ryan or the way that I'm showing up emotionally with him or when I allow myself to blame him or feel judgment towards him or allow myself to get frustrated by the things that in my mind I'm saying that he is or isn't doing directly correlates with how I'm showing up for myself, how I am doing the things for me. Am I leading myself? Do I create radical responsibility for myself? Am I leading from a place of for me, for you, for us? So let me get real vulnerable in sharing this with you of just kind of a couple of things that came up for me the past couple of weeks. Oh, and again, I, I just want to say again, because there is some shame, I think, in in the for for me of just like, I feel like I need to know it all, do it all, be it all, and lead from a place of absolute knowing in and in, in a very like, I know everything. Follow me. I am your guru. Um, but in fact, in actuality, that's not ever the case, right? At least in the leaders that I follow, the women that I am inspired by, it's a lot of the times there are stories of when they did fall off, when they they acted out of misalignment. And I think the scary thing that I'm doing right now is kind of sharing with you in real time how I'm coaching myself or 
getting myself through a a certain situation that I'm not proud of the way that I showed up. Um, so again, I want to reiterate this, this unsexy work that we go through of, we hear something, we learn something, we realize something, and then we build awareness into our lives and we integrate the changes that don't feel good. We take stock of the things that do feel good or don't feel good. That feels misaligned or feels aligned. And then we start to integrate more of that. And then we embody it and we land into, okay, this is the new kind of where my identity is in this version of me. And then it goes again, then we go deeper and deeper and deeper. Um, so I know if if you've been on a journey of personal development and personal growth, and you feel like you just keep kind of coming back, or you feel like you're still disappointed, or you feel like you're not there yet. And that's just so slow and so moving, like slow moving, sometimes. It's okay. And that's actually a really beautiful thing in us kind of standing in our own feminine power in an integrated feminine stance is actually t- is slowing down and observing these things. We are in a state of just, we're, we're very much in this paradigm of masculine doing, 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 going, 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 okay, change now, do now, where are the results right now? And so when we go through and we say like, I changed And then we feel ourselves slipping back or we see ourselves drastically slipping back. It feels like a failure, but I want us to actually step into really owning, owning it, taking radical responsibility. And in that process, it's just kind of slowing down to understand what's going on here. Why is this happening? What do you need? Really, really understanding you first. And that's our power as women when we lead from that. Okay. So I want to share with you a couple of things that have happened the past couple of weeks um, that I showed up in a not great way for Ryan. Um, So the first story is a couple of weeks ago, Ryan was playing basketball and he twisted his ankle really, really bad um, where it just like blew up like a balloon. And so he came back, he got dropped off by his friends that he was playing basketball with and was like, Katie, I need your help. I need your help. Like a like, girl, we got, we got a problem. <laughs> so I help him to the couch and I'm getting him ice and taking care of him, getting him ice. And he was kind of when, when emotions are high, intelligence is low. And I, and I told him this and I hope he doesn't mind me sharing this, but he was like, I, I was, I think I was taking a little bit for his, per his explanation. I was taking a little too long to get the ice for him. And I was kind of trying to figure out, okay, what's the best way to prop his ankle up and, and what's the, like, we didn't have plastic baggies. So kind of trying to figure out like, okay, what do we need to fill up this ice with? And, and, and just, I guess I just wasn't taking I wasn't quick enough. And so he got pretty short with me. And my response to his, I got, I got frustrated. I got frustrated. I got frustrated and a little bit resentful of just like, I'm, I'm trying my best right here. I'm getting you ice. Like, okay, okay. I'm coming. Okay. Again, when emotions are high, intelligence is low. And this poor, my, my poor man just like completely destroyed his ankle. And it just ballooned up. Um, 
but I started to notice the couple of days that he was, he was really out of commission, just like, cause even I took him, we, he wanted to get a shower. And so I was kind of like carrying him over to the shower and just in that process of being where he had his leg elevated to his leg was below him. I swear I saw just, I saw it expand. So like just from that walk to the shower, it just got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And I was like, oh my God. Oh my goodness. I am so sorry. Like I need, I need to help him right now. But through the helping and I, and I journaled about this too, cause I, I felt like I kept looking at Ryan and then he was asking for help. He was asking for help putting, getting the ice. He was asking for help moving him to the couch. He was asking for help. Like, Hey, can you, can you lift my leg up? Can you get a pillow underneath here? Can you do this? Can you do that? Can you do this? Can you do that? Can you do this? Can you do that? And all I heard from that, instead of just, instead of being in a state of he is communicating his needs for me. And I like, thank you for being so open in your communication and telling me what you need and, and me following me following his lead. Instead of being in that state, I heard, can you do this? Like, can you do that? Can you do this? Like, can you do that? 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 Ring, ring, ring. Here's my little bell. Here's my little bell. Can you do this for me? Can you do that? Can you do that? Can you do that? Can you do that? I was coming from a place of, and I was battling with it. I felt the inner battle right away. I was like, Ryan's in pain. He's in pain. Like just be a good wife and help him out, help him out. But it was this constant battle of, I felt like I was just his servant <laughs> and just like, oh, you, you can't take your, and, and this is where it's like, and I had a conversation with him and I, I really wanted to be like, okay, did you feel like I needed to do everything for you? And he was like, Katie, like I was in so much pain, but in my head, I was like, you could have you could, you could figure out how to take down, like get the pillow and prop your leg up a little bit. I don't have to get up and do that. He goes, can you, can you just like massage my calf a little bit? I was like, seriously, I was coming from a place of like when my husband, my man, when I want, when he is in a place of desiring to be taken care of I want to be the type of wife who takes care of him happily but I was coming from a place of real resentment of being like why can't why can't you take care of yourself why can't you do this why do I have to change your ice why do I have to take the ice off of you why because in my head I just kept hearing can you do this can you do that can you do that can you do that can you do this can you and there was resentment there was judgment there was frustration there was overwhelm. And all of these, I know myself enough to know one, I know kind of this balance of masculine and feminine energy. And I know sometimes there's, there are scenarios where our men will kind of based on how we are approaching our feminine energy, when we're very much in the mothering energy, our men will then kind of go back into a man child. <laughs> energy. They'll they'll kind of go back into their own feminine energy of take care taking care of me. And this is where it's it's 
both men and women have masculine and feminine energy and there's a balance of it too and 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 this is where relationships when when we come from a very balanced masculine and feminine energy both in our individuality and then also in our relationship as well so when when i have a balance of masculine and feminine energy and ryan has a balance of masculine and feminine energy independently we're really really good we feel good we we feel like we can take care of ourselves but then also too with relationships you come together and there's another what i'm understanding is there's another understanding of in a relationship in a partner where there's two coming in as one what's the balance of the masculine and feminine energy and a lot of the times when when the woman kind of who inherently is a little bit more and and this is more so in this isn't for all all relationships but in my relationship i would like to be more in the feminine energy and ryan then because i'm leaned back he then is more in his masculine energy what sometimes tends to happen is when we as women in the relationship and also too with our own individuality when we come from too much of a masculine state in our relationships it'll look like then our our partner sometimes goes back more into his feminine and that's where it comes where where we're doing 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 and we're almost in the mothering energy of like did you get this done did you pick up your socks what are you doing here okay like clean up your socks brush your teeth did you take your lunch can you take out the garbage do the garbage right now why didn't you do the garbage right now and then the our our men then go into this kind of more feminine role and in this more feminine role can come up the mom can you do this for me can you do this for me mom because we're in our masculine feminine so they're going to kind of kind of match us in a partnership and be more into their feminine boy man child state and so the reason why i'm explaining this is i really i didn't i felt in that instance that it was me being masculine me being the doing and ryan was just more in the mom mom help me help me help me help me i'm hurt <laughs> but in a negative state. And when I was looking at this scenario, I was like, what? I don't like the way that I'm showing up. And I don't like the way that I'm looking at my man right now. I'm looking at him like he's weak, like he can't take care of himself. Like he is uh, lazy, that he just like, get your act together. Come on, take care of yourself. Like I was desiring him to be more in his masculine more being in the doing and, and like taking care of me. But it was a scenario he could, he needed my help. He needed it. He needed me to step into a more giving and nurturing role. But I felt a little bit more resentment, a little bit more unwillingness to go into that because I felt like before, and this was, this is my reflection in hindsight is that I felt like I was always constantly doing, 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 doing. And when he asked for more doing from me, when he asked was when I was like, I have given so much, like what? You want mom, mom, what? Can't you see? Like, I'm just doing things. I'm doing it already. So this is where I went in the reflection of it. And this is 
radical responsibility. Radical responsibility was an understanding that right now my lens is off because <laughs> this isn't this this isn't truly what's happening right now. Ryan's not sitting there being lazy, being weak. He's injured. He needs me. This is a partnership. And so I can lean into this helping and doing for him. But the reason why when I leaned in, when I was being asked to to kind of take on this energy, this more masculine energy of doing, I, the moment I was asked for that, there was a level of resentment cued me in that I was in a role of going, doing, doing, doing for other people and not for myself. So let me just come back of, of, I I kept reflecting of, I didn't like, I did not like how I was showing up in an instance of where one of us is down. One of us needs to take up the load. I don't like how I was showing up. And so I know myself enough and I've learned enough about emotional intelligence that every emotion has a positive intention. Every emotion has a positive intention. Every emotion, especially the negative emotions, is telling us that we're doing something in in a misaligned way. And in, right, when I just talked about how there's things that when we look at our behaviors or our life, there's things that we can feel that we need to drop. And then there's things that we feel like we need to pick up. And then we embody, and then we're a new version of ourselves. So in this scenario, I knew that this, this resentment, this frustration, I felt like I wanted to drop this. I didn't like this. There was something off. Negative emotions is saying there's something that we need to drop. There's something that we need to kind of scan over. And there's something that we need to tweak just a little bit. And so looking at... Really, really, and again, I want to say this is hard work, but taking radical responsibility, I had to look at our this scenario and say, what's going on here? What's what's really going on here? And I had to, I, I kind of broke it down of just kind of in the perfect scenario, how how does the the embodied this align this best version of me this this version that is is the one is confident is magnetic is sexy is the 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 woman that Ryan like when i think of how Ryan and i are the ones for each other okay this version that i want to be for Ryan how does she show up in this scenario and when i wrote this down it was looking at it was, I do things, I feel so full and the things that I do for him are coming from a place of absolute love, are coming from a place of absolute love. That was option one. I wrote down when I do the things for you, I feel good. I love me more. <laughs> like I feel good doing the things. I feel like I know I'm taking care of you and that makes me feel good. That was option one. That was when I when I really looked at, okay, the best version of me. When this scenario happens, Ryan is down, Ryan needs help. It's doing everything. I feel good about the way that I'm doing it. I feel good. It, it makes me feel good to take care of Ryan like this was option one. And I was like, I, I like this. I, why, why did I not like this? And then I looked at what was 
happening right now. And it was, Ryan was communicating his needs, his needs. He was, he was telling me what I, what he want, he needed me to do. Option two. Okay. And then looking at that, I was like, well, well, why, why am I feeling a level of resentment from here? There's resentment, there's frustration. There's, there's an icky, an icky feeling right there. There's ickiness. Something that I like the, the, my actions, who I am, who I am being wasn't squeaky clean. There was ickiness to it. And so then it just kind of came from of truly looking at it was the differences between the two of me wanting to do things and feeling good about doing the things and I feel good from it versus Ryan telling me this is what I need to do and I don't feel good from it. It's taking full radical responsibility and knowing that I need to feel good first. Knowing that looking at this scenario that was happening and almost backtracking it, it was a really, in hindsight, this just very, very much showed me that I was not filling my own cup first, that I was not taking care of me first, that I was actually going from a place of doing, going, and taking care of Ryan first, of doing and going and taking care of other people first. And so the moment that Ryan came up and and said, I take care of me more, my ego came in and was like, excuse me, wait, wait, I've been taking care of you so much. You want more? You want more. And that's where the resentment, that's where the frustration came from. Frustration, resentment, anxiousness, mad, feeling sad. It's my responsibility to make sure like I, I can handle these emotions that I know how to hold myself through these emotions. So looking at, again, this is coming from a place of radical responsibility. I had to look at my emotions of feeling resentment, of feeling frustration, of feeling overwhelm and say to myself, do not put this on Ryan right now. Do not project it onto Ryan. Understand what are your emotions telling you about you first? Because this is where through emotional intelligence and through understanding relationships and through understanding kind of why we do the things that we do, it is our ego is the one that's going to want to put onto somebody else kind of the reason why we're experiencing these emotions. So I wanted to blame Ryan that Ryan was like, I, because Ryan was asking me to do these things that like I was feeling resentment. It's Ryan's fault. It's Ryan's fault. That's why. And then that's where my brain, my ego goes. He's lazy. He could do it himself. He could figure this out. Why isn't he doing this? It's Ryan's fault. Ryan's fault. Ryan's fault. The ego on us does not want us to take radical responsibility, but in self-leadership in knowing ourself in being this version of us that has this emotional intelligence it's i'm the one experiencing these emotions i'm the one experiencing these emotions and when again i looked back at saying my best version of myself how do i respond who am i 
it's she leads from this place of absolute self like loving on Ryan. She feels good doing things that he needs. So the best version of me, who I am, she feels good doing these things. It's the same scenario, the same Ryan saying, I need this, I need that, I need this, I need that. But one scenario is me leading from a place of resentment, feeling that emotion. And the other one is coming from a place of absolutely like, I love myself more because I'm taking care of you more. Do you see the difference right here? The difference is owning the emotion owning the emotion and, and owning what I'm leading with owning that because I'm the one experiencing this. Ryan's not doing this. I'm the one experiencing this. So the biggest lesson that I want you to take away, the biggest thing is that when we are in relations with other people, when we, and when certain kind of <laughs> takes of arguments come up or when we are unliking people's behaviors or when we're mad that other people's behaviors may influence us is to take radical responsibility and ask ourselves, how are these signs that you're not taking care of yourself first? How are in this scenario that you're mad at someone's behavior you're annoyed by someone's actions, or there's an argument kind of brewing. It's how are you unhappy with yourself? Or how do you feel a level of untrust or distrust with your own capability of doing things? Because again, it was looking at Ryan, Ryan wasn't doing anything wrong. He needed help, he needed assistance, he needed to be taken care of. But I was putting blame onto him. So radical responsibility is just understanding that my emotions, I have to, for me and Ryan to be in a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful relationship, it's not him having to take care of me when I feel frustrated, when I don't like his behavior, when I don't, um, when I'm mad, when I'm sad. And, and listen here, I am allowed and you are allowed to feel all these emotions. You're allowed to feel mad. You're allowed to feel frustrated. You're allowed to feel sad and anxious and unhappy and overwhelmed. But my, my job is to make sure that I take care of myself through those emotions. That's not Ryan's job. That's not your kid's job. That's not your work's job. That's not your best friend's job. That's your job. Your job. Your job is to make sure that you are 100%, that you've got you. Nobody else can do that. Only you can do that. But we make it so much, so many of our relationships, how do we, we, we say like, oh, Ryan made me feel like this. Cabby made me feel like this. My mom made me feel like this. My sister made me feel like this. They did this to me and I feel like this. My friends acted like this. That person in the in the grocery line, they were rude to me and made me feel like this. It's their fault. It's their fault. It's their fault. That's the ego coming through. And so look at it as, because I, I want to make these two points clear of, if I take radical responsibility and it is my job to make sure that I'm 100% my job, then when Ryan does take care of me, when he does do things that 
are supposed to, are, are wanting to make me happy, are wanting to make me alive and, and feel sexy and feel confident. If I, if I make sure that I am a hundred percent good, that I make sure that I, I love myself, that I love who I'm acting as that I love how I'm showing up when he does something, it's a chair. Oh my gosh. It's a cherry on top. It makes me feel so much, so much better, even more so about myself. It's more, it's adding more on top of more. It's I get 150, 120, 111, 200. I feel good. Versus saying, Ryan, Ryan did something to me. He has to make it up. He needs to do better. He, he's, he's acting too much to me. It's his fault. And don't, I'm I'm not saying that I do not have conversations with Ryan when there are things that he's done that do make me mad or that he's done that does make me angry. But they come from a place it's a, it's a different and this is where I was like, "Huh. If I make sure that I am 100% good, that I know how how to hold myself when I'm mad, when I'm frustrated, then when we do, when he does do something that might make me mad, that might make me frustrated, that may make me feel resentment towards him, I can communicate that so much better because I know myself. I know why I'm feeling mad. And I don't come from a place of, of leading from that triggered state right away. I don't come from a place of, of saying, okay, I'm mad that you are wanting this like me to change your ice when you could be doing it yourself. I don't come from a place of there. I come from a place of understanding and holding myself. And what would it look like? This is something I journaled too, of just kind of like, what would it look like if I took care of myself, held that emotion, went through that emotion. And then once I felt like I was on a steady ground, then I talked to Ryan. Then I communicated what would that look like? Because in hindsight, so many of these scenarios that do happen with Ryan, that I get frustrated, that I get resentful, that I get angry, whether or not that's not him not cleaning enough, him leaving his uh, beard hairs in the, uh, the sink, him leaving the contacts, his dried up contacts on the furniture, him not grocery shopping, or him like expecting me to grocery shop and me having resentment towards there. Like these are all things that I've fought with Ryan. In hindsight, are these things that I like, is it, are these things worth me taking my love away from my man? Is this worth me creating a day or a night of arguments, of resentment, of fighting? Is this, is this worth it? Is this worth it? And for me, looking back at that, it was no, it's not worth it. It's not worth coming from a triggered state and then having the fight right then and there. It's worth it to voice my opinion, to voice my, like I, we are allowed to feel these emotions and two, we are allowed to communicate these emotions, but in what way? In what way are we leading ourselves? In a way that is the blame game? You made me feel like this. You did this. And now you did. What when we're doing the blame game, what reaction are we gonna get? What reaction? I'm so I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do it. Sorry. Versus a, a state of actually me holding my emotion 
holding it. And then I can still communicate. Hey, Ryan, when you did this, I felt mad. When you did this, I, I, I was feeling so sad about it. Or I was really, I'm just like frustrated with this. But coming from a place of not, I'm not talking from a place of frustration. I'm explaining that this is the emotion that I felt when this happened. How do you think he's going to respond when I just like, hey, like coming from a place of really calm state versus a triggered state? And the triggered state, he's going to, he's either going to get defensive or he's going to shut down. And that's where we're leading from our masculine a lot of the times. We're just like, you did this, you did this. And this is where, if, if you guys have listened to some of the podcast um, episodes that I've talked about, our goddess and our baby goddess, our baby goddess is, is hurt. Is feeling these emotions and and when our baby goddess will sound the alarm and say like, go fix it, I'm feeling mad and sad and frustrated. And then our badass, which is our masculine energy will come in and just be like, all right, tell me who, who am I, who am I blaming? Tell me who to, who am I going to destroy right now? And it's just like red eyes and just zoning in and just kind of scanning the room. And then it sees Ryan. It's like, you <laughs> target, target, pew, pew, explode. Okay. Badass is just like taking a little sh- like. <laughs> I wish I played video games so I would know like the uh, like Call of Duty or whatever. What like scanning, 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 scanning. Beep, beep, beep. Target. Okay. Target destroyed. Okay. Badass. I got you, little baby goddess. We we have destroyed the target. Target has been destroyed. <laughs> the target was my husband. How does that feel? Oh, but he deserved it. But Katie, you've talked about wanting to create the best relationship with Ryan. You you guys are each other's soulmates. Yeah, but but he deserved it. Yeah, but that's not it. It's not it. It's not it. And so I can't, I can't change Ryan's behavior. I can't. I can't change my mother's behavior and her thoughts. I can't change my sister's behaviors and her thoughts. I can't change my friend's behaviors and their thoughts. I can't change that person in the grocery lines behaviors and their thoughts. The only thing that I can change is me. Is me. And it's making sure that when things do need to come up, when communication does need to happen, where I like, I'm again, I'm not saying not never to communicate when you do feel mad or, or to like when your partner is at fault. I'm not saying don't communicate that, but I'm just saying we need to make sure that we are a hundred percent good going into that conversation first, that we need to make sure that we are good. We are a hundred percent take radical responsibility Cause that's how we're going to lead ourselves and lead our lives and lead our part or just kind of our partners will match us in this. They'll match us. They'll see us in our power, in our power, in our strong power, not in a place where they need to get defensive, 
They'll match us in a for me, for you, for us state. Because when you come 100% and your partner knows, okay, she's got her, then he then can look at himself and be like, okay, I need to make sure I got myself too. So I'm, I'm meeting her. It almost brings it out, right? Have you ever been in a, it's that typical, like, like I thought there was better of you. That it's, there's almost that, that moment of when we're confronted with somebody that like has high standards in how they lead themselves. And when we're confronted and they're like, this is how I'm leading myself. And this is the communication that I want to have about the scenario that happened. And you're like, Oh boy. Uh, Better go take a little bit of a look at, look, see at what I acted like, okay, before I have this conversation. So I will talk to you soon. Um, Can we table this talk for a little bit? <laughs> There's some hum- humility that happens through that. So if you're, if, if, because again, I, I know it's so much easier to just be like, but he's not doing the work or he's not showing me. He's not showing me that he deserves me to do this work for him. Okay. But how about you come to the relationship, taking care of you first, a hundred percent you first, and then find out what happens then find out, does your, does your partner match you or still goes in that behavior that you're just like, well, he didn't change. And then make it make a call from there, how you want to respond from there. But make sure that you are a hundred percent first. Radical responsibility. This is not easy work. This is not easy work because it is so easy. And it is so much feel it feels a lot better for us to be like, he made me feel like this. He did this, and that's why I'm I'm reacting like this crazy person. Or that's why I'm pissed off, or that's why I'm not getting the things done. It's so much, so much easier. This is really, really hard work. But when you sit there and when I sit there and say the best version of me, how does she show up? And she shows up from a, like acting from a place of love, acting from a place where she feels good to care for her husband, her man. Okay. We got some work to do. Where are you not taking care of yourself? Where are you not holding yourself and feeling like when you're asked to take care of somebody else, you feel resentment. And a lot of the times it's because we're not taking care of ourselves to the fullest. We're not filling ourselves up. I I know I don't even like using like fill up your own cup because I feel like it's been so used so much, but it's just coming from a place of be 100 be 100%. Be solid in who you are. Know that you can take care of yourself and that you don't need another person because when that person doesn't show up the way that you expect them to or that you want them to, then you're disappointed in them and that doesn't feel good and that's not a good relationship, right? Expectations, that's not a good relationship. What is a great relationship is that you have yourself 100% and they add to you. They add. And that's when people are like, oh my gosh, my life is overflowing right now. Overflowing my life because your cup is full. (laughs) You are 100. Now I'm starting to like the quote a little bit more fill up your cup. Be full so that your life then 
because of the people that are in your world, they overflow it. And you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't even know this could be good. So good. So good. So good. Don't allow ourselves to just be underneath so good. Because we do that. We don't feel our our cup isn't full. And then we expect, we're like, well, my partner should be giving me more. My partner should be doing more for me. I am not feeling romanticized at all. Like he should be doing this. I want him to be doing more of this. Uh, I just don't feel sexy whatsoever right now. He just doesn't, never makes me feel sexy. He never compliments me. He never does this. He never does that. And then our expectations, if they don't show up the way that we want them to show up, then we're like, it gets worse and worse. And emotions compound. So the moment that I start resenting Ryan, I start seeing more things that I don't like. I start getting more angry, more angry, more resentful. Versus making sure that I am good. I've got myself. I've got like... I will make sure, my job is to make sure that I am 100%. That's not your job. I'm 100%. And if Ryan needs, like, if he needs me where he's 100%, how good, how good can we be? Like, overflowing, overflowing. That's what we want. So the number one thing that I want you to think about and the biggest takeaway is Learn how to hold yourself. So know your emotions. So when you feel frustrated, sad, or mad, overwhelmed, it's instead of putting those emotions onto somebody else, just practice this. Instead of of playing the blame game, what if you took radical, radical self-responsibility and learned how to hold yourself through that. What does that look like? And what can come from that? Just play with this. Just play with this. And again, going through this whole process of alignment. It's we hear something, we learn something, we realize something, and then we build awareness into our lives. And then we integrate the changes that don't feel good. And we take stock of the things that don't feel good, that feel misaligned. And then we integrate and start to bring in the things that do feel good in a process of change. And then from there, we embody and land into a new level of identity within us that's in alignment. And alignment is a lifelong process. So know that the moment that I say this and you're like, I got this, I can do this, I can do this, I'm going to hold my emotions. You might go through a thing where it's just like your raging bitch will come out and you're like, oh my gosh, I just listened to a podcast episode from Katie that said to be aware of this. And now I am like blatantly aware of this. This might happen and that's okay. Just take it as one step at a time and learn from it and pivot and learn from it and pivot and learn from it and pivot. But know also to step into your feminine energy and receive and slow down and learn the lesson from there. Learn the lesson, slow down. So guys, I hope 
you got something from this. I got, I hope this helps. Um, please feel free to share this um, with your mom, your sister, your grandma, your best friends. Um, but otherwise, I hope some moment this week takes your breath away. Mwah. Hey there. Thank you so much for listening. My goal is to help as many women listening. And if this episode supported you in any way, the very best way to show your appreciation is by simply screenshotting this episode and sharing on your social media or with your friends. Or even better, drop a review on whatever platform you are listening on. Don't forget, if you are looking for any additional support, you can always reach me on Instagram at Katie Christ. See you back here next week.